I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I had grown up my, my whole life, you know, not having any idea who my mom's family was. And I, I don't rem- ever remember a, a moment where... I didn't realize that she would like to know about them. And one really tricky thing that that thwarted the whole search forever was that the adoption records in Tennessee, for some reason, were were locked up. But I think in the 90s, there was a, a program that started called the Tennessee Right to Know, where they opened up the adoption records. So she thought, you know, oh, this is fabulous. I'll be able to figure this out. But the problem was her birth certificate was falsified, and the name on the birth certificate for her biological mother was a a made-up name. And her actual birth date on the birth certificate was incorrect. Really? Yep. It said November 22nd was the the name on the birth certificate. But her baptismal records said December 2nd. That's my step-cousin Caroline Asher. Last year, she helped her mother get to the bottom of a family mystery that's been unresolved for nearly 70 years. And she joined us to share their remarkable story for a Mother's Day episode of She and Her. Yeah, so Caroline's mother, Catherine, was born in 1947, and she grew up in a foster home in Memphis, Tennessee. Her household didn't have a lot of love or nurturing, and she never celebrated a single birthday or holiday. One of her most vivid childhood memories is walking alone to her high school graduation. But Catherine was always honest with Caroline about what her childhood was like and her own deep desire for family. So my mom grew up with a an older woman who she called her mother. But this woman was maybe like 60 or so when my mom was born. And she had a son named Buck. And he lived at home all the time because he had epilepsy. So he sort of acted as a father figure for my mom because he was maybe in his 40s or so when she was growing up, so kind of the appropriate age for a dad. And his older mother was kind of this grumpy, kind of mean woman who was just not very warm and caring. So he was my mom's real anchor and father figure. And so I grew up always kind of understanding that my mom had been – How she got into this situation was that her mother, whoever she had been, had come to Catherine Spruill's house, that was the name of the woman who raised my mom, as a pregnant woman and had the baby and then left her, my mom, with Catherine Spruill. And my mom, as, as a child, remembered growing up having other pregnant women in the house. So Catherine Spruill was 
this woman who, through whatever connection, had these um, pregnant young women kind of funnel through her house and have the babies and then go back to their, their normal life after that. And, you know, nobody ever knew that the girl was pregnant because she had this safe haven at Catherine Spruill's house. And Catherine Spruill was also really heavily involved with the Catholic Church in Memphis and was really good buddies with this particular Catholic priest. And about the same time as all of this happened, there was a baby selling scandal in Memphis uh, through this woman named Georgia Tan, who was caught and convicted and found out right at the same time that my mom was born. So we we always grew up, or I grew up, kind of hearing these stories from my mom, and we hypothesized that Catherine Spruill and this priest were also involved in some sort of at least baby placement, maybe not baby selling, but shuffling of babies in some way. Outside of the normal realms Outside of, of the normal realms of legal adoption, etc. And so uh, right at the time Georgia Tan was caught was the time my mom was born. So my mom never was adopted out from Catherine Spruill's house. And there were two other little girls that my mom grew up with who also were never placed with real families. They just lived in this kind of foster situation the whole time because they, we imagined they had to kind of lay low because this other scandal had broken out and they didn't want to draw attention to, to what they were doing. So after she was grounded, did she sort of take on an independent life without she did. much family? She did. And she's a, she's a super strong-willed and powerful woman who has her whole life has never had any real family support mm-hmm. and has just kind of done her own thing and is, is a really powerful character because of that, I think. Wow. Yeah. And Carolyn and I aren't biological cousins, but when I first met your mother, she was so kind to me and so loving to me. And she has always said she was that way because you didn't have cousins like that or other extended family like that. So it meant so much to her to even have someone like me and Lizzie, my sister, to to be there for you as family. It does. Yeah. She's, She's always been the type to really embrace any anybody and it's 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 interesting for me because I'm, I'm kind of not closed off per se but I'm I'm more reserved and she is so outgoing I mean she can be best <laughs> friends with somebody in the grocery line in five minutes that's true <laughs> and, and that's because I think that she didn't have anybody huh. and she had to just create her own community and her own family her whole life One afternoon in late 2015, Caroline's mother called to share some really surprising news. She decided to take a DNA test from Ancestry.com, and she'd just gotten back her results. Caroline had no idea that her mom had this going on, but she immediately said, Give me your login. I'm more technologically savvy than you, and I'll help you figure this out. So anyone who's done genealogical research will tell you that it is slow and tedious work, and Caroline had no idea what she was getting into. But after some solid digging, she got her first big break. She found someone who appeared to be her mother's second cousin, and this woman was named Marianne. So Caroline and Marianne began to talk. When I took over my mom's account, you know, she and I started talking, and and she said, well, I'm, my connection to you, our mutual shared connection, is this big family in Mississippi called the Lucketts. And my mom somehow in her distant memory remembers the name Luckett. Does she? Because hmm. Buck, the, the son of sure. Catherine Spruill, always told my mom growing up, you know, you're from this really good family and you should do really well in school because I know you, their brains in your, in your genes and you need to really apply yourself because you have some smart relatives 
and he, and he told her the name Luckett somehow. I don't. She remembers really? the name. So that mm-hmm. was in the back of her head. Yeah, somewhere. because he knew my grandmother when she, you know, from when she stayed with Catherine Spruill. You know, he he remembered her, and she has a memory of when she was, you know, I don't know, eight or ten or so. They were having the um, Miss Mississippi contest, and her aunt won Miss Mississippi. And she remembers they were they were really rooting for her, and you know there was some some connection with Miss Mississippi. My mom always remembered. Really. And so Mary Jane, the the second cousin match, when she shows up, you know we're talking on the phone, and I said, you know, my mom has these memories of a Buck telling her these things about her family, and she remembers a Miss Mississippi. I mean, just this <laughs> random piece of information. And Mary Jane said, Oh yeah, that was my my aunt was Miss Mississippi. Wow. And I said, what? You know, send me her picture right away. And she did. And it could have been the spitting image of my mom. So that was just a really fun thing. I mean, to see a picture of yeah. anybody she's related to who actually looked like her. I mean, mm-hmm. it really did. Was really, really exciting. And just, just, we couldn't believe it, you know, after years and years and years of having no idea. So you connect with just this a woman, really magical thing. Dart talking on the phone, and then how does it progress? Like, how often are you doing this? So I, I mean, I'm doing it maybe every other day. And one day, Mary Jane, I think Mary Jane actually texted me like, "Oh my God, there's a first cousin match for your mom!" Ah, you know, triple exclamation point. I said, what <laughs> crazy? So I then get on my phone or a computer, I don't remember, and and look at it, and sure enough, there's a first cousin match. Wow. And the the username for the person is WOL84. And I have made this extensive Luckett family tree, not knowing where my mom falls in it. But, you know, I know all these names and I know all these people. So I had narrowed it down to this one group of um, Luckett women. I think it was a family of seven and there were six girls wow. and one boy. Anyway, one of, of the descendants from, from that side of the family, his name was um, William Oliver Luckett, W-O-L. Uh. And so I said, ding, 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 it must be him. So I sent, sent this guy an email through Ancestry, like an Ancestry message that's, you know, this long, <laughs> carefully written, you know, we're, we're not trying to do anything here, but just try to figure out my mom's history. And, you know, it would just mean the world to both of us if we were able to figure this out. You know, would you be willing to help? And he <laughs> never responds. And, you know, this is the closest match so far. So it's really exciting. So we've got to get to the bottom of this. We're not, not going to let this go. We've got to figure it out. So then I um, sleuth around on Ancestry a little bit more and figure out who he is connected to. And somehow I found a person who I emailed that was connected to WOL in some way. And this young woman who is about our age writes back and says, oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. I'm thrilled to help you. Wow. WOL is my uncle. Uh. And my mom and my sisters are so intrigued. And this is great. And her mom is sisters with WOL. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we talk a little bit. I tell her the story. We talk on the phone. She's thrilled and excited and and really ready to go. And finally, I worked up the nerve to say, well, you know, one way we could really figure this out is (laughs) if you, if your mom would take the DNA test, because if she comes back as a first cousin match, then that confirms that my mom is from this branch of, of the Luckett's. 
So Celia, who was the the mom, <laughs> who was just as lovely as could, she could possibly be. I mean, I, I called her, you know, and said, hey, Celia, you know, hi, I'm Caroline Asher, and you don't know me from Adam, but we're related maybe. You know, I'm, I'm excited that you might be willing to do this and talk to her about it a little bit. And it was as if I was talking to my mom on the wow. phone. I mean, it was wild. Oh, hey, honey. Oh, that's great. Sure, I'd love to do that. You know, she was <laughs> wow. ready to go. Okay. So Mary Jane... The other cousin, bat here she comes again. She <laughs> happens to have an extra ancestry DNA test lying around, of so she, Mary of Jane course, does. Mary Jane to the rescue. So she sends it to Celia. Celia takes the test, and it's right after Christmas of 2015. So like the New Year 2016. Everybody in the United States has gotten an ancestry DNA test for Christmas, I guess, <laughs> because it took at least two months to get oh, it back. Man. So you're just waiting. So we are waiting and waiting and waiting to have confirmation that this is the right, you know, I'm on the right track here. And finally, one day, I guess it would have been in March, kind of late March. It, of 2016. Of 2016. And I am pregnant with my first little baby boy who was due in uh, the very beginning of May. So I'm really pregnant at this point. And this test comes back that Celia is, in fact, a first cousin match. And Celia and her brother, Bill, are their dad was the one boy in this family in of, of seven. seven or so, maybe of six ah. girls. So he was the one boy. So it's, got, it's one of his sisters is my mom's mom. And three of them are still alive. And one of them stood out to me from the beginning, Mildred, who who moved to um, Illinois from Mississippi. The rest of them stayed in Mississippi. There was a pretty tight family. And I can't remember exactly how I realized this, but never was just kind of estranged from the family. Mm-hmm. Somehow I figured that out with all my ancestry DNA <laughs> records. Like she just was in Illinois doing her own thing. But I talked to Celia, and she says, you need to talk to Margie first. She is Chatty Kathy, one of the other <laughs> sisters, Catherine, was recently died or died a little while ago. And she was kind of the main one who was in charge of, like, family gossip. But okay. now that she's dead, Margie <laughs> has taken on this role. So you need to talk to Margie first. So I'm like, okay. So she gives me Margie's number. So I, you know, one afternoon, like, and I'm trying to, the timing, okay, she's, she's 89, you know, what's a good time to call an 89-year-old? <laughs> I don't have any idea. So anyway, I called her one afternoon at, like, four and said, hi, Mrs. Ray, my name is Caroline Asher, and I have been working for about a year really diligently to figure out who my mom's biological family is, and I through all my research, have figured out that it might be your family and that you might be one of her aunts or maybe even her mom. And that just absolutely delights me to think that that might be the case. And then I (laughs) wait for her to say, and she says, oh, my goodness, that is just the most interesting thing I have ever heard. (laughs) And she said, but I had two boys, so I know it wasn't me. (laughs) <laughs> but I know, oh my goodness, you just sound so nice. I wish it was, because I would have loved to have a daughter. Oh. And, you just, and I say, well, Margie, you know, I really wish it was you too, because you sound great. <laughs> and then we talked for about an hour about, you know, well, do you remember any of your sisters being being pregnant? And, well, no, I don't, I don't really remember that. So finally, I decided to switch gears 
And I said, well, you know, we also have figured out her family on her dad's side is from this big family of German immigrants who moved to Indiana, and then a little group of them moved to Mississippi. And their last name was Class. And she said, oh, one of my sisters was involved with a Class guy. Oh, my God. And it just chills. I'm getting chills now telling it. But chills wash over me. You know, I break into a sweat. And I say (laughs) to myself, how can I get her to tell me which one? And my wheels are spinning in my head. And finally, I just said, well, which sister? And she said, oh, it was Mildred. The next day, I call Mildred. And she answers. And I said the exact same thing. I've been working for many months trying to figure this out about my mom's biological family. And through all my research, you know, it's led me to think that maybe you might be one of her aunts or maybe even her mother. And I'm just delighted to think that might be the case. And there was dead silence. She didn't say a word. And it wasn't, I didn't hear a click, but my phone said call ended. And, I mean, my heart just cracked into pieces. So, I don't know, it was about maybe a week and a half, not long after this, maybe two weeks or so. My mom, all along, is just saying, well, well, screw it. You know, I I know (laughs) this woman's address. I know her name. I'm going to go meet her. Like, this is crazy. She's 91. She could drop dead any minute. And she very well might have that day I called her on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, that might be what the situation was. And I'm saying, Mama, you know, let's be calm. I have put forth all of this effort and all of this work, and we are not going to throw it out the window by a rash move (laughs) on your part. (laughs) And we're arguing back and forth for like a good, I don't know, week or two about, well, I'm just going to go. No, don't go. Just be calm. No, I'm going to go. I'm tired of this. I'm (laughs) I'm heading off. (laughs) So she came up here, and we were, um, you know, talking about this. And finally, I said, well, you know, I've done all this work for you, and this is your history, and this is your thing. And it's it's mine indirectly, I guess, but I grew up with a family. I had my dad's grandparents. You know, I had your family. I had a family. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have a void in my heart from not having a family like you did. This is your thing, and I have done this for you. And go, I'm handing it to you. You take it to the next step because this is, I've done what I can do. Mm-hmm. She says, great, I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> so we, she, she arrives at like noon or so on, I think it was a Tuesday. It was, it was April 14th, whatever day that is. And I'm at work, you know, trying to do my job. And my mom <laughs> is, you know, right outside of her mother's. And she says, well, I'm here and I'm going in. And she's bought a flower She's bought a big bunch of flowers that she's going to show up with at this woman's door so she calls she I think she left me a message I was I was in the bathroom or in a meeting or something and I came back and there's this voice message from my mom okay I'm here and I'm going in and it was like you know 12 15 or something and I don't hear a word from her all afternoon and now Caroline's mom Catherine tells us what happened next so she opened the door and I said Mildred and she said yes She said, oh, what lovely flowers. Who are they from? And she reached out to take them. And I said, no, no, they're too heavy. Let me just put them down. So I stepped inside the apartment and sat them on the dining room table. And she says, oh, they're just lovely. Who are they from? I said, Mildred, they're from me. And she gave me this very curious look. And she said, well, who are you? 
I said, Mildred, I'm Catherine. And she looked, she said, are you really? I said, yes. I said, do you have a clue how long I've been looking for you? She said, well, I've been looking for you since December 2nd, 1946. It was like, oh my God, she knew instantly who I was. So I just set the flowers down and took her by the hand. And I said, let's just go sit down and talk. So she sat on the sofa and I sat on a wooden coffee table. We were really knee to knee. I said, Mildred, I said, let me just say right off the bat, you didn't have a choice. In 1946, you couldn't go home with a baby. That was just unheard of without a husband. And I said, I have never had any animosity towards you at all. You didn't have a choice. You did what you thought was best at the time. And she said, well, let me tell you right off the bat, it was not a one-night stand. Well, I just cracked up. I just thought, how many 90-year-olds say that? <laughs> and she said, I want you to know, I went with this man for a year and a half. He came home from the war. When you come home from war, they send you to a base for three months until you're discharged. And in that three months, my mother was planning a wedding in the backyard. She started buying antique tablecloths. We were going to have a big garden wedding in the backyard. And she said, and I found out I was pregnant. And I thought, well, I'm just not going to say anything because he's going to be home in a month. And she said, one morning, we were all having breakfast in my dining room, and there was my mother and father and my brothers and sisters. And my father drops his newspaper literally into his breakfast. My mother jumped up, ran around, thought he had had a stroke. She looked down and the paper had my fiance's picture on the front page that said he was engaged to marry a woman from Texas. Of course, the only people in the family that knew I was pregnant at the time was my mother and father. So she packed up her bags and she moved to Memphis. She got a job with a district court judge because she was a court stenographer. And she said, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I had no intention whatsoever of putting you up for adoption because I could make a living. And I said, well, what happened? She said, well, when I got to Memphis, I moved into what was called a um, professional woman's hotel, kind of like the Barbizon in New York type thing. And she said, I stayed there for six months. And this woman in the hotel told the manager that I was pregnant. And that day she came and said, you're just going to have to leave. We can't have somebody pregnant. You know, this is a single woman's hotel. It'll ruin the business, blah, blah, blah. But I have a friend who keeps pregnant women. So 30 minutes later, up shows Mrs. Spruill and a priest. And so I went to stay at her house until you were born. Little did I know that every single day this priest was coming two or three times a day to say, you can't keep this child. There are too many Catholic families that need a baby, and you can't give this child what it needs to have, and, you know, you're Catholic, you know, you're already in trouble as it is because you're pregnant. So the best thing to do is start over and let us have the baby. So she delivered the baby, and 12 hours later, she went back to the same house, Mrs. Spruill's house. 
Well, she was there for two weeks. She got some kind of infection and ran a high fever and was hallucinating. And well, one night about midnight, they came and she was in her nightgown, put her on a train and sent her to West Virginia. She had a sister that lived in West Virginia. And she was basically just completely out of it. She hallucinated on the train. So anyway, she went to her sister's house and she didn't have a clue who she even was till December 24th. She had me December 2nd. The thing I think that was so amazing was that the last thing she saw was this priest walking down the hall with me. She thought I had gone into a nice little Ozzie and Harriet family. She had no clue that I would stay in that foster family. I was absolutely blown away that she would take my hand and call me darling. And when I got up to leave, I said, um, promise me that, you know, I'll see you again. And she said, I promise. And I said, you know, you did what you were supposed to do at the time. We'll have our time together, whether it's in this lifetime or another one. And she said, do you really believe that? I said, absolutely. I think that's the only thing that survives. You know, it's our love for each other. I wouldn't have been able to find you if that was supposed to be the end of it. Last year, Caroline celebrated Mother's Day with her own child for the first time. And her mom celebrated her first Mother's Day knowing who her mother was. Caroline and her mom visited their new family in Mississippi last summer and they've been welcomed with open arms. And to close out this episode, we asked our own moms to share the advice that their mothers have given them that they keep returning to year after year. Here they are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Explicit advice, I would say, is never say never. I think about that very often and have found that to be excellent advice and even to the point that sometimes when I want to say I will never this or that will never happen I think to myself nope nope don't say that don't do that and I bet you never thought you'd curse as much as you do now that is for sure (laughs) maybe I let me rephrase that 
I never thought I would be as open about it. It was more mental or alone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have become freer. I see. With my words. I see. Public company. My family company, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm honored, sure. Mom. Thank you. Well, y- y'all did give me that book. That's true. I my vocabulary. We, did. <laughs> we did give you the book of curse words. Well, thank yeah. you, Mom. I think two things I returned to from her. One is the real devotion to her family. She was always was very loyal to her mom, to her siblings, to kids, and their needs were her priority. And I think that served her well, and I think I learned that from her, and it's serving me pretty good, too. The other thing... Um, was she was always prepared for any eventuality. Like if we would go on a trip, she would have a big leather bag full of all kinds of drinks and snacks. And uh, <laughs> so I take that part of her too and try to do that. Is that why you carry a tape measure in your purse? That's right, why I carry a tape measure in my purse. <laughs> and make good sandwiches. My mom always prides herself <laughs> in making good sandwiches. What are Pay the good to sandwiches? The when you make a sandwich. <laughs> well, whatever it is, put your heart and soul into it. Like, you know, more, like I don't put the same thing on the bottom half of the bread as I put on the top. If I put butter on one side, then I might put chutney on the other side. Ah. I wouldn't be boring and put the same thing on both sides. Got it. Well, that's important. So, you know, so I've, I don't think I've even just gone to just peanut butter and jelly because that, we didn't grow up with that, so... Well, we'll have to have a a sandwich lesson when I'm home. Yeah, we can have a sandwich episode, but make good sandwiches. Don't waste money. Be as devoted as you can to your family and be, be prepared. That's our show for today. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. And we'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, you can find us at sheandherradio.com on Twitter and Instagram, at She and Her Radio, on Facebook, and everywhere in between. (laughs) That's right. All right, you guys, take care. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.